Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? Thank the Lord. Praise him for all he has done. I'm telling y'all. I feel rested up. Thank you, Jesus. On yesterday, y'all know it was, you know, Labor Day. And I had the day off because I'm a teacher and I relaxed. I relaxed. Thank you, Jesus. And I had a chance to relax with my family. I just love my family. I love my dad. Uh, He actually barbecued for us yesterday. Thank you, Jesus. And we just had a nice little, you know, intimate family gathering with, you know, my mom and my sister. And so, and, you know, my niece and my children, my nieces and my children. And one of my nieces is from out of town, from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. And I got to spend more time with her. And I was just, you know, so comforted by that. And I did get some rest and I did enjoy myself on yesterday. I hope you all had a chance to rest because it is very important that we get some rest because rest actually in my life, rest rejuvenates me. And then I come up with like fresh ideas, fresh messages, a fresh outlook on life. And so sometimes we just need to rest. And then we just I just think about, you know what, God is great. And I just thank him for everything he has done in my life and what he's going to do, what he's doing right now. And so it's rest. Resting is very peaceful because if you never rest, your body is going to get burnt out. You're going to get frustrated and uh, again, burnt out. So you need to take some time to rest. Now, I do not rest like often. I, I'm like one of those people that love to work, 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 work. And I'm working mainly my brain, but I'm always still moving, moving, moving. And so I like to be up and about and doing something that's productive. That's me. But I've realized, you know, since I'm a little older now than my 30s, I realized that I do need to take some time to rest. And I promise you, y'all, it is very helpful. But don't be lazy and always resting because you won't get anything done. It's a time to rest and then it's a time to get yourself up and work. Glory to God. Well, that was my introduction as far as how my past weekend have went. Uh, We're going to get to this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday. And on this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday, y'all. Got a burning topic on tonight. Got a burning, burning topic on tonight. And I hope that I can get some some feedbacks on this on tonight. Uh, We're going to be talking about marriage. And so, y'all, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I said I'm I'm gonna have to address this because I don't I don't want to marry somebody that's not for me and I don't want my sisters to marry somebody that's not right for them and so on this tell it like it is Tuesday we're going to be talking about marriage marriage okay so our topic on tonight is will you marry a fool or a kingdom man of God will you marry a fool or a kingdom man of God. It's your choice. Okay. It's your choice. Uh, we have. We can. God. God. Oh I love him so much. But God. God is not going to make us do anything. That we don't want to do. 
So if you end up choosing a fool instead of kingdom man of God, you can't sit back and blame God on tonight because God is giving you, God has given you his word. God has given you leadership. God has given, uh, I'm going to say us because I'm not married yet, but God has given us all these things at our fingertips. And so there's no reason that we should marry a fool. Um, but a lot of times like you, a person may get in a hurry. Um, a person may, uh, just say, I can't, Ooh, I can't wait. Uh, uh-uh, I got to have sex. So I'm just going to go on and get married, which is a totally dumb, dumb reason to get married right away. And you don't even know, dude. I mean, like, seriously, the sex is good. And first of all, if we are practicing abstinence, we shouldn't even know if the sex is good, but, um, I'm going to go on, but Hey, keep it real. Keep it real. We, we don't supposed to be having sex. Um, as a single person, but you look at this dude and, and just because he looked fine, cause you don't know how the sex is. Now you should know, you should know. Yeah. <laughs> but he looked fine and it looked like he got it going on and you're like, Oh yes, yes, yes. I, I mean, hot ready. And he might have some other good things, um, going on for him, but you did not get confirmation from God that this was the one. Um, so you just go ahead and marry him. Okay. But actually, you seen some you seen some uh, characteristics that characterize him as a fool, uh, and we're gonna go through that on tonight. But you still decided to marry this man because you was tired of waiting. And y'all, I'm 38 years old. That may seem old to some people, young to some people that may be hearing me. But I'm like, look, I don't care because see, first of all, I love God, and I'm not gonna marry no fool. I mean, I'm doing great by myself. I'm blessed and I'm favored by myself, and it's not that um. Hey, like, oh, okay, I just want to be the leader of my house and, and just raise my kids by myself. That was not my, that was not my, like, goal. No, my goal was to be married and raise my children together with a man. But am I going to settle for a fool just to say, okay, they now have a stepdad? Absolutely not. I'm going to wait on the holy man of God, the kingdom man of God that God has chosen for me. So don't you be a fool and marry a fool because that just don't even make no sense. Two fools together. But uh, we don't want to be fool. We don't want to be a fool. We don't want to be foolish because sometimes you're not quite a fool yet, but you can make a foolish decision and decide to marry a fool. But that foolish, that one foolish decision is going to bring so many bad consequences to your life that you want to look back and say, oh my Lord, I wish I was still single. I wish I would have waited. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to be my testimony. Oh no. I was like, I didn't wait this long. I mean, golly, I mean, I, woo, my baby, my baby's 14 years old. <laughs> and so since her father, I, mm-mm, I said, uh-uh. when I had her, I was like, nope, the next man that I uh, date and court continuously is going to be their stepdad, my husband. And I, I don't like that stepdad title, but I like when people be saying step up dad. I like that title or whatever he wants to be called uh, by them. But no, Marion Fool is not in my, uh, that's not in my mind. Oh no, oh no, no, no. Wait on the Lord, ladies. Now, in the Bible, y'all, first of all, before I even get to the Bible, because it's some things that we're going to have to do. We're going to have to do, because this is not a bashing man podcast i don't want to bash the men at all but we need to come to grips that there are some wise people out here and there are some foolish people out here okay there's some wise people there's some fools 
out here. We need to realize that and know what to look for in this man. Is he displaying characteristics of a fool or is he displaying characteristics of a kingdom man of God? And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to study this. I'm going to enlighten myself. And then I'm going to share the word with my fellow uh, sisters in Christ or whoever out here is listening. Because, y'all, marriage, marriage is a lifetime commitment under God. And there is no God is not when you get married, God is not looking for you. To get a divorce because you the one made those vows unto God and said to death do us part. Or whatever you said in your vows, that still was a vow to God when you decided to join. So we go into marriage not looking for a way out in divorce. So that's my mindset. I'm going into marriage and I'm saying no divorce. Divorce is clearly no. That's not an option. That's not an option for me. We're going to be married to death do us part. And so when you look at it like this, then you be like, no, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I'm marrying the person that God wants me to marry. And I'm not down to nobody on here that already have gotten a divorce. If you're listening to me, I'm not down to you on tonight. I'm talking. I'm just trying to tell the people that never have that never was married to please take careful steps and if you're a divorced listener you probably would tell them the same thing because of your experience so i'm experiencing on this thing where i never was married and so i'm trying to encourage the ones again that have not been married to y'all let's stick it out with the lord let's get close and that is going to get to some of my points on how you can make sure that you do not marry a fool how can how can I make sure? That's a question. How can I make it personal? When I say I don't hear, I'm saying like all of us need to make this thing personal. How can I make sure that I don't marry a fool and I marry a kingdom man of God? Okay, number one, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's found in Matthew 6.33. Because if you're out here seeking a man and not seeking God and his righteousness, that's how you get hooked up with a fool. That is a, a good, good, good way to get hooked up with a fool. You, me, all of us that are single, we need to seek first the kingdom of God. Okay, what what is God expecting out of me? I need to seek his kingdom. How can I be um, a kingdom woman of God? What are the characteristics of a kingdom woman of God? How can I grow? How can I be successful? How can I be pleasing in the kingdom of God? Seek after that. And then you're going to seek after righteousness. God is righteousness. God is right. God is going to show you how to live right. So I'm seeking after all of these things because I want to be right myself. A lot of people be like, ooh, I want me a man of God. Okay, are you a woman of God? Seriously? So you need to first build yourself up in God. You be a kingdom woman of God. And when I say kingdom woman of God, that means you have been born of the water and the spirit. You have repented of your sins. You was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now you are a kingdom woman of God. So now you are constantly seeking the kingdom of God, seeking the kingdom of God first, before you get a boyfriend, before you get a husband, before you get anything, if, 
even natural material possessions. You are seeking the kingdom. What do God want for me? What is God's will for my life? What? What is it? Why? What is my purpose? Okay, what is my purpose? So you seek it after the kingdom of God on what I need to do in the kingdom of God. What do what is my place in the kingdom of God? How can I be that kingdom woman? How can I be that kingdom wife? Because it's no good for you to get you a kingdom man of God, but you you're not even a kingdom woman of God. That man is not gonna be happy, and then that man is out of order anyway because he is unequally yoked. So neither one of you gonna be happy. You gonna be frustrated. You gonna be frustrated because you you live in, if you not a kingdom woman of God, you living like the world. He trying to live like God is gonna clash. So that's why I'm saying if you a kingdom woman of God, seek first the kingdom because you can expect to receive a kingdom man of God. Do not settle for someone that is not a kingdom man of God, or you're gonna be frustrated. I promise you because I was like when I backslid and went away from the church. And then um, had a relationship with my children's father. I was frustrated because it was like, I knew the principles of God. I was once in the kingdom of God. And this man was not displaying the characteristics of a kingdom man of God. Of course not. Because we had three beautiful children. And he was doing whatever he wanted to do that was not of God. And it would frustrate me because I, I was trying to come back to the Lord. But then he keep doing these things that's of the world. I'm not going to name it. Uh, one day maybe he'll, he'll come out of sin and tell his testimony. But anyway, he was doing things of the world and, and I was trying to come back to God and it was really frustrating me because I wanted him to come to church with me, get himself right with the Lord, but he wasn't ready and, and he's not in the church today, but I had to let him go because I'm like, this is not, he don't want to be a kingdom man of God. And so I'm not going to frustrate him. I'm not going to frustrate myself. And God already had said, well, he wasn't my husband. So I was like, okay, well I got to let him go. And so I did let him go, but it was frustrating. And I'm like, if you're married, oh my gosh, I know that's probably even more frustrating. So I was like, in my mind, I was like, I definitely was not about to marry him because I knew he wasn't a kingdom man of God. I was already frustrated with just being his girlfriend because he didn't want to come on the Lord's side. So y'all seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. Number two, get intimately connected to God so you'll be able to discern a fool from a kingdom man of God. Because I promise you, we be out here, they be like thinking they like, oh yes, like you just jealous of me. Jealous? You got a fool. Oh my Lord, have mercy. Why would I be jealous because you married a fool? I'm trying to wait on my kingdom man of God. So people like they will they they couldn't they can't even discern that they really married. A fool, but I'm just saying, y'all, if you get connected to God, then you will be like, you know what? I see this dude or brother, I see his brother come to church all the time, but um, what he doing on the outside don't match up. Like, and I'm gonna name some characteristics of fool. Like he doing these characteristics, but he still come to church, or he still have he's still a minister, but I don't see this. He's a um musician. Uh, plan for the Lord, but this is this is his characteristic. So no, this is not a person. This is not a kingdom man of God. But if you are not really close to God and you're not like allowing God to show you things in the spirit, or you're not like 
being watchful, then you'll miss the fact that this is really not a kingdom man of God. He's really a fool. And so fools go to church too. You can't be fooled by just somebody that is going to church. And so you get an intimate connection to God. Then you will be able to distinguish who is a kingdom man of God, who is a fool. Because this is very important. Your life, your children's lives matter. His life even matters. But you don't want to get hooked up to someone that is going to take, drag y'all or, or I would say influence you and your children negatively because he is y'all covering. He's your covering in prayer and protection and everything. Please provide a protector. That is the covering of a husband. And so you don't want to marry a fool and he is ineffective at those positions, in those positions. And so never mind, we're going to get to the part, but never mind what he have naturally because that, that is important. But if this spiritual element is not there, then you don't need to marry him because He's not going to be an asset in your life or your children's life. It's very important. Number three, obey and submit to spiritual leadership. This is so important because a lot of people are like, you know what? That's not my dad. You're not my dad. I'm an adult just like you. But your pastor and his wife is spiritual leadership. And so... Sometimes, many times, they can see things that you can't see. And so if you are disobeying them right now, when your husband, when not your husband, but when somebody that's a counterfeit husband come along and they trying to tell you, like, you need to leave that guy alone. Like, yeah, he come to church. Yeah, he doing this in church, but you don't need to talk to him. And... If you was already disobedient to them before this happened, you probably still going to be disobedient. Not saying, I'm just saying, majority of time, you still going to be disobedient because you didn't even respect them in the small decisions you was making. So when this big decision come, you probably say like, nah, they don't know what they talking about. I'm still going to marry you. And then you're going to be headed towards misery. So I'm, I'm telling y'all, obey and submit to spiritual leadership because first of all, your pastor watch for your soul your pastor watch for your soul and so if he sees the wolf coming he gonna warn you and be like no no that's a counterfeit but it's gonna be your choice to see if okay am i gonna marry dude am i gonna leave him alone am i gonna let him get himself together whatever your pastor is telling you to do and you know this man here from god that is what you need to be doing because again he watch for your soul he, that is a serious matter. And he's not, if he's seeking God, he's not going to lead you astray. If you are seeking God, you're intimate with God, your pastor is intimate with God, you, your spirits will connect even though you don't see it yet in a natural. What he's telling you, your spirit will connect and be like, you know what, I need to back off, bro. I need to back off him because... My pastor sees something that I don't see. He loves me. He cares about me. He wants the best for me. And God loves me most of all. And he's speaking through my pastor for me. So I don't get in a mess. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that the Lord, that I will line up with God's will for my life. Because, y'all, this is a serious marriage. is a serious matter. So I'm telling y'all. Be, be very careful. So the three things that I just mentioned that will help you to discern between a fool 
and a kingdom man of God, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And of course, that involves praying, fasting, meditating, reading your word, talking, having those conversations with the Lord and, and, and allowing him to talk back to you. Getting intimate, intimately connected and obeying and submitting to spiritual leadership. Okay, those are ways that we can discern between a fool and a kingdom man of God. And that's that's a way that our spirit just won't let us marry a fool. It'll be like, no, 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 no. But if you decide, yes, 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 that's going to be on you. Because the spirit will let you know. Now, we're going to go over in the Bible. I'm not going to go over the whole story because I don't want to be on here for an hour. Y'all might tune me out in the next minute. So I'm going to just tell y'all some examples. First of all, Nabal in the Bible his name meant fool. And guess what, y'all? Nabal was a very rich man. Okay? So, that's why I be trying to tell people, just because this man is rich, wealthy, or whatever you want to call it, that don't mean he's not a fool. It was reasons why Nabal was a fool. You read the story. But he was a fool. He was a fool. The scripture where it tells about him being a fool, 1 Samuel 25, 1 through 8. 1 Samuel 25, 1 through 8. So I wanted to point that out, that Nabal name actually meant fool. He was married to a very wise woman named Abigail. I don't know how they got together. I don't even, I don't know why, why would they do that. But that was the Old Testament, y'all. We in the New Testament. We need to think before we marry. Because I don't know if it was arranged. I don't know what happened. But uh, the Bible speaks well of Abigail, his wife. But uh, And then Abigail actually come to his rescue to, to help him because he did something very foolish. Okay? But anyway, Nabal was a very wealthy man. It says it in scripture. But he was a fool. Don't marry a fool. Do not marry a fool because... If it wasn't for Abigail, Abigail had to step in on the situation. If it wasn't for Abigail, he would have died and his whole household would have died because of a dumb, foolish decision that he made. So read the story. 1 Samuel 25, 1 through 38. Don't marry a fool because you want you and your household to be saved. Mm -mm. Don't marry a neighbor. Secondly, in a tight... I believe it's tight. Yes, in Titus, Paul talks to Timothy and Titus. And I'm going to list some of those characteristics as well on a kingdom man of God. See, kingdom men of God are blessed men of God. And I really want to deal with that part of it. That's going to be the second part. Um, but Paul taught, and you really, it's really important to see, like, who is these people mentors? Like, because if they don't listen to people that's older than them, older and wiser, because older do not always mean wiser. If they're not listening to older, wiser, godly men, then you might want to check, you know, check. Because most men that are successful have some type, they might not call them a mentor, but they had somebody in their life that was showing them how to be a kingdom man of God. Like my father... My father and mother been married for 39 years. It will be 40 years on September 14th. And my father had, it wasn't his father that he looked up to, but he looked up to his uncle. And his uncle showed him, like, you know, how to be a kingdom man of God. 
And he probably had other men of God around him because it's like no excuse for you to be like, just because you grew up in a single parent home without a father that now you don't know how to be a a husband or a father. That may be true, but you should have cling to somebody that you know is displaying qualities of a kingdom man. That that would be the best decision instead of making excuses of why you why you may be a sorry husband or a sorry father. No, you pick out somebody that you need to look to that can give you wisdom on how to be a kingdom man. So it's just like no excuse. But ladies, you need to ask or be looking around like who do this guy talk to like for counsel? Because if they're talking to their little buddies that's single just like them, that's sleeping with women, uh no. No, no. You need to see, like, who is they getting mentored by? Because that is very, very important. Very, very important. But anyway, Paul was talking to Timothy and Titus on how to be a kingdom man of God. Uh, We're going to deal with the characteristics of a fool. All right? Characteristics of a fool. So you check your boyfriend or fiance or whoever and see if he a fool. And if you're you're like me, I'm just single, single. I don't have a boyfriend or fiance, then when this man do come, you need to see, ooh, do he got these characteristics of a fool? Now, y'all, I didn't reinvent the wheel. I resort, I checked online, so I won't have to be on here all night. I researched online some characteristics of a fool, and I looked up these scriptures. So this is very reputable. This, uh, If you want to look up the scriptures after me, so be it, because... These scriptures um, are on point, and it describes a fool. All right, number one. A fool continually, wait, a fool turns continually toward foolishness. So, like, when I see these characteristics, it's not like a person that just do this one time. Because you can make a foolish decision, maybe, you know, like, sporadically or whatever. I'm talking about somebody when it's a characteristic, this is something that you like just keep doing. Like it, it characterizes who you are. Okay. So anyway, the first one turns continually towards foolishness. Isaiah 32 and 6. Number two, disregard God's law. Ecclesiastes 10 and 2. Number three, do not learn from their mistakes. Proverbs 26 and 11. Uh, says there is, says in his heart. He don't have to say it out loud, but he said it in his heart. There is no God. Mm-mm. Y'all, that's not good at all. So, let me list some more characteristics of a fool. Because this is what I'm trying to tell y'all. You... You looking at this guy like, mm, I got me somebody, but this man disregard God's law. Where's God's law? The Holy Scriptures. He don't obey the Holy Scriptures on a continual basis. He a fool. I mean, hey, that's what the words say. Disregard God's law. So God's law is supreme. I know it is supreme. It is priority in my life. Like I live by the word. And why would I want to marry somebody that do not live by the word? But anyway, this is a fool if he disregard God's law. Oh, my gosh. Um, We're going to go on. A fool hates knowledge. A fool hates knowledge. 
Proverbs 1, 22. Takes no pleasure in understanding. Proverbs 18, 2. Enjoys wicked schemes. Proverbs 10, 23. Proclaims folly. Proverbs 12, 23. Spurns a parent's discipline. Spurns a parent's discipline. And I was like, hmm, let me see what spurn means exactly. Not sperm, y'all, not sperm. <laughs> spurn. Spurn means to reject with disrespect. Spurn means to reject with disrespect. So he spurns a parent's discipline. Proverbs 15 and 5. Speaks perversity. Proverbs 19 and 1. And I'm telling y'all, these people be thinking this stuff is okay. And anytime I see or hear, because I'm not going to stick around like I don't care who you are. Stick around a man that's speaking perversely. And these men be thinking like, oh, we are, um, that's how men talk. Okay, y'all, you got you a fool. He's not a godly man, God. And that's not how godly men talk. You don't talk perverse. So these are characteristics of a fool and it's scripture to back it up. So you got you a man and be thinking it's okay for him to talk perverse. Okay. A fool speaks perversities. Proverbs 19 and 1. Is quick-tempered. Proverbs 12 and 16. Like he loses temper real fast, real fast. Somebody just came in front of him and you know why he was driving. And he cursing somebody out. I'm going to be like, oh my gosh. Quick-tempered. Gets himself in trouble with his proud speech. Proverbs 14 and 3. Mm-mm. Mocks at sin. Proverbs 14 and 9. Is deceitful. Proverbs 14 and 8. Despises his mother. Proverbs 15 and 20. Commits sexual immorality. Proverbs 6, 32, 7, Proverbs 7, 7 through 12. Hmm. Okay. So y'all people be thinking that you got a good man. Mm-mm. And he commits sexual immorality. Sexual immorality is when you having fornication on a regular. Okay. So this is when you are, when you characterize by characteristics now. So that means if it's a character trait, that means you continually commit sexual immorality. And sexual immorality is even if you have sex with one person every night and you're not married to them it's sexual immorality because that is fornication it is a sin i don't care if it's the same person every night if you're not married to them it's a sin it's a sin and god forbid you having sex with multiple people a lot that's sexual immorality you if you are gay and you having sex you know that's sexual immorality okay bisexual because you got people out here i'm like what Okay, they, some women, I don't understand it. Some women will accept a man that also sleep with men. It's, this is abomination to the Lord. But I'm not, uh, I will stay single. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna marry a man that's also having sex with a man. I'm not sharing my man with you, like, ew. It's like, it's a shame when a man take your man. I mean, no. That, 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 mm -mm, sorry. That is not about to be happening. No, no, no. 
Not that I know. If I know of it, oh no, it, no, it's over. No, we cannot have, we cannot be married if you want to have sex with men. No, that's gonna be like that's that should be like on the top of your questionnaire if you going out a date. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. Have you ever been married? Do you are you still legally married to your spouse? Have you got a divorce? Do you sleep with men? Do you like men? Do you have sex with men? No. I do not. Sorry. Not sorry. That's my preference. No. 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 It's just me and you. Monogamy. No. Me and you. But anyway, y'all. A foolish man commits sexual immorality. So... If you got, I'm trying, I'm just trying to tell y'all, if this man is always trying to have sex with you, even if he say he's a man of God, he's not a man of God, because if he always trying to have sex with you, which is a sin and y'all are not married, then he's not a man of God because a man of God do not want to commit sin. He do not want to commit sin. So if he keep trying to get you to commit sin with him, he's not, he's not a man of God. He's just not. And I'm just going to say these characteristics again. A fool have said in his heart, there is no God. A fool turns continually towards foolishness. A fool disregards God's law. A fool do not learn from their mistakes. A fool hates knowledge. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding. A fool enjoys wicked schemes. A fool proclaims folly. A fool spurns a parent's discipline. A fool speaks perversity. A fool is quick-tempered. A fool get himself in trouble with his proud speech. A fool mocks at sin. A fool is deceitful. A fool despises his mother. A foolish man commits sexual immorality. So there you have it. Think about think about who you dating. Think about think about this before you choose to marry somebody. Look at these look and make sure they do not this is not them characterize. This don't characterize them. I'm not saying that somebody may at one time like okay, they might do one of the one of these like once or twice or but it's not a continual thing it's not a continual thing so i'm just telling y'all a fool is characterized by these character traits think 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 now let's get to the good part because this is who i'm going to marry and this is who i pray that y'all marry as well don't settle for a fool i don't care how old you are i don't care how hot you are uh don't settle for a fool now we're gonna talk about the characteristics of a kingdom man of god who is worth the wait mm, glory to god he's worth the wait now number one he is born again of the water and the spirit if he if he has those two Born again, born again of the water and of the spirit. I mentioned that born again of the water. He repented. He went, he was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Born again of the spirit. He received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That can be found in John 3. Yes, fired up, man of God. 
Now, next, he loved God. How do I know he loved God? The Bible say he keep his commandments. His commandments is found in the Holy... God's commandments is found in the Holy Scriptures. John 14 and 15. He is sober-minded. Ooh, this is... Ooh, these some... Mm, y'all, this is so attractive to me. He is sober-minded. He lived wisely. Live wisely. All right. Now, Titus 2, 6 to 8. He have a pattern of good works. Okay? In doctrine, showing uncorruptness. Gravity. Gravity. Gravity means seriousness. Because, y'all, sometimes people be like, you don't have to be serious all the time. No, you don't. But when you need to be serious, that's when you need to be serious because everything in life is not a joke. I like to laugh. Like, I love, like, I like to laugh. I like to enjoy life. I like to laugh to my stomach or my chest start hurting. Uh, that, 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 I like to laugh. I like to enjoy life. Laughter is good for you. But it's a time to be serious. And if he's not serious about his relationship with God, like, you X him off. You just X him out. Get rid of him. He should be, that should be his number one serious thing. So gravity, like, he should be serious about his relationship with God and about your life and your children's life and his life. That should be a serious matter. Okay, gravity. Sincerity, I looked this up. Freedom from hypocrisy. He should be a hypocrite as a person in a church anywhere. No, no. Kingdom man of God, sincere. Freedom from hypocrisy, honesty of mind. Like, ooh, these some attractive traits, y'all. Mm, mm. Sound speech. Ooh, y'all. Lord have mercy, Lord. Where they, where they at? Where they at, Lord? Where they at? <laughs> but sound speech. Like, he knows. Like, like it, it's just, it's, it's sound. It's, it's true. It, it, it's wise. It's, it's, it's just something you can stand on. It's certain. It's, it's just so beautiful. Sound speech. He knows what he's talking about and he does what he's talking about. Uh, that cannot be condemned. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. Having no evil. Having no evil said about him. Woo, y'all, that's attractive right there because, oh, you don't want to have to worry about no woman coming up in your face talking about something. Oh, my gosh, he slept with me last night. Uh, he did this and that. What? I thought I thought that man would say. No. You don't want to go through that. Like, you don't want no evil to be said about him. And if it was, it's a lie. Because people will lie. They see that you a happy kingdom couple and see that this man didn't change his life. I'm not talking about what he did in the past. I'm talking about what he did since y'all have been in a committed relationship. And they're going to come up to you and make up a lie. People will do it. And that's why you can't be insecure in yourself. You got to be a strong kingdom woman of God and know and be able to pray to God and sense and know, get to know this man, get to know. And that's why I say get close and intimate with God where you know God will speak to you. They lying. They lying. So having no evil said, said 
about him. Oh my God, Lord. That is just all of these characteristics. I just love them. That's why I waited. That's why I waited for a kingdom man of God. I am I'm waiting on him. He's coming. He's coming. God working on him. But he's coming. And so I'm like, ain't no way. I I want this to be said about my husband. No evil thing said about him. He's living for God. He is living for God. Now, in 1 Timothy 4 and 12, is some more um, characteristics. He, in, he is an example. He is an example. And Paul tells him to be an example in word. What you say. In word means what you say. I cannot stand a nasty talking man. Like when I'm talking about sexual. Like why are you like flirting with women and, and talking sexually and you call yourself a kingdom man of God. You're not an example. You're not an example. Uh, to men or women, you're not an example because you're supposed to be treating all the sisters like your sisters in Christ. You shouldn't be talking like nasty like that. Um, you should watch. You should not be cursing like, oh my gosh, it's like so. These days, if you find somebody that don't curse, like you'd be like, glory to God, because like so many people, even people that saying they saved, is still cursing. I cannot stand cursing because see out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so if you continue to curse like that shows that something in your heart is not right you're not allowing God to really heal your heart your your heart have not been healed your heart haven't been cleansed because stuff wickedness I mean there's just foulness is still coming out your mouth I want me a, a kingdom man of God that knows how to speak not only speak but he knows how to speak under the power of God I can hear the authority in his voice but I also can hear the love in his voice Woo, that is so attractive to me he knows how to speak in word so he's an example in word what he says is, okay, we're going to get to that part. I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. But in word, he's an example. He knows how to talk. Even right. Even right. Like, we, we, you shouldn't be writing nothing that is provocative or, or nasty or, or, or that's, uh, that's going to give a bad image to yourself or your family that, that is going to... Uh, that is not going to lift up the name of Jesus. But if it's going to throw a negative reproach on the church, you shouldn't be posting that on no social media and you shouldn't be writing it anywhere. All right. In conversation, he is an example in conversation in the way he lived. Mm, so attractive. Woo! Like, like the way he lived is just so godly. People have such good things to say about him like everywhere he goes because he lives a godly life he just don't talk the talk in church or wherever he go but don't live the life he lives a godly life he lives a life that's pleasing to god oh so attractive he lives to bring glory to god he's living out his purpose on what god made him he is confident in his position as a kingdom man of god mm, so attractive i love a man that walks in confidence speak in confidence live in confidence of who god have made him to be glory to god now let's go on in charity charity just me in love he loves like Jesus loved, 
Because not that fake love. Now, Jesus, love is it love requires sacrifice. Love requires self-denial. He 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 knows how to love. He gives of his time. He gives of his money. He gives, he knows how to do these things in love. He's example to people in love. I don't care, like, if, if their lifestyle, if they're living a, a very wicked lifestyle, he knows how to still live a holy life. He knows where to, where to back up, where to say enough is enough. I love y'all, but I got to go because this is, this is coming between me and my relationship with God. He knows. He knows how to love everybody where they are. He knows not to look down on other people. He's so kind. And he, it's just, oh, he's so beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. So he's example in love. He loves everybody. Again, just like Jesus. So beautiful. Uh He's example in spirit. So he inhales the Holy Spirit inside of him. So he walks. He walks in the spirit. So he won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm, so attractive. He walks in the spirit. He's guided by the spirit. He listens to the spirit. He's led of the spirit. Oh, so wonderful, Lord. Mm. This is so attractive, y'all. I'm getting excited because I can't wait till I get married to my kingdom, man, God. In faith, in faith, he believes God. He trusts God. He walks by faith and not by sight. This is so attractive because everything you're not going to be able to see when God tells you to do something. And that's why I need my kingdom, man, of God, to have a close relationship with God. Because if God tells him to do something, he's going to do it. Because God said it, not because it adds up to human lo logic, but because God said it, I'm going to step out on faith and do it. My trust, all my trust is in what God have told me to do and what God have called me to do. And I must be about my father's business. I have faith that if God, like the things it's a saying, they say, if God brought me to it, he going to bring me through it. I believe God. I trust God. Okay. And, ooh. Impurity, y'all. Mm. He is example impurity. So that that means, oh, his thoughts when he thinks his thoughts is pure. I'm not saying that Satan might not thought a, a nasty thought in his mind, but he cast that down. He cast that down. Okay, he pull that down and bring it to the obedience of Christ. Like I can't think like this. I have I have to have pure thoughts. I have to talk pure. I have to live pure. Everything is pure. Ooh, it's just so wonderful, y'all. This is a kingdom man of God. This is an example. The Bible has said that he told Timothy to be an example in word, in conversation, which is the way you live, in charity, which is love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. This is a kingdom man of God. So y'all on tonight... On tonight, I'm going to wrap it up. I encourage y'all on tonight, do not settle for a fool, but marry a kingdom man of God. It's your choice on tonight. It's your choice. Don't get so hasty. Don't get so frustrated that you settle for a fool. I don't care what position you are in because I'm telling y'all on tonight, 14 years ago, well, more than 14, 
My oldest daughter's 18. I had all my children by the same man. So, anyway, people would look at you and be like, hmm, why was she just marry? Why didn't she just marry him? And so, I'm like, I made the bad decision of having sex outside of marriage. Why would I make another bad decision for the rest that 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 I this is gonna be death do you part situation and marry him and I know he is not a kingdom man of God. I know that I want to live for the Lord. Why would I do that to myself? And so you all I was like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna get myself right with God. And I did those three things and continue to do those three things that I mentioned above about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um getting an intimate relationship with God and um what's the third point y'all getting an intimate relationship with God third point and obeying and submitting to spiritual leadership and I promise y'all those three things work 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 it 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 works and I was like no I'm gonna wait on my kingdom man of God and like I said my baby is 14 years old and I've been waiting ever since and I believe when she was about probably about three or four she might have three or four um because this was about we going about 10 all no we going about nine years ago about nine nine about nine or ten years ago i gotta get the exact date because i wrote it down um i have it somewhere and so it was about nine or ten years ago god revealed to me like who my kingdom spouse was and i was like what lord like when i see him like my spirit leaped and everything and I seen him and it was just so spiritual. Like it was just, just this connection. And so ever since then, when I when God revealed that to me, I have not been on dates with nobody for all these uh I think it's it's probably about ten years ago. I have not been on dates with other people. I have not um had any any type of uh close relationship with um no other guy. Um because I know and I knew and I know that this is my kingdom spouse. And so it took a lot of discipline to do that. It took, and it still do. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of prayer, a lot of fasting, a lot of really. And I've been indulging myself in what God has called me to do. And so the time is just rolling, rolling, rolling. But I know when we get married, oh my gosh, we are going to help save so many people. Like, I know we're going to enjoy each other. Mm-hmm, glory to God, we're going to enjoy each other. But it's also for a greater purpose because, hey, hell is going to be terrified because us together, I'm telling you, dynamic duo. And that's why hell is trying to come between kingdom marriages from forming. But the Satan, you are allowed on tonight. This marriage is going to happen in the name of Jesus Christ. And I speak those things. But anyway, when God showed me that in the spirit, I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going on any dates. Uh-uh, I already... I already like that connection was there and every time like somebody would try to talk to me like I just um I don't talk to them because like on that level because I know who God had for me and so like I just automatically like just say okay no I'm sorry but I don't want to you know get into a relationship with you because no this is not for me and so people probably think I'm crazy but I don't care because I know what God told me and God showed me so I'm not wasting time talking to anybody trying to form relationships with other people giving them my phone number no you're not gonna have my phone number because when my kingdom spouse come I don't want to have no connections or no level of you in my phone or any kind of connection mm -mm, of you trying to sever our relationship so 
I like again, I've not been caught talking to people on that level. I have not been giving people my phone number that want want it and want to talk about it. No, the answer is no. So I thank God for keeping my mind. I thank God for keeping my body. I thank God for keeping me um all these years. And so anyway, I encourage you all, it's worth the wait. If I'm telling you I waited and before he revealed him to me, like I said, I've been waiting a total of about she fourteen. I'm going to say about 12-ish years. We'll just say over 10 years. I've been waiting over 10 years um, for my kingdom spouse. And it's worth the wait because I have had so much peace of mind. God has been blessing me. I've been active in the kingdom of God and, uh, again, active in my purpose. And so God is awesome in my life, and I don't have no regrets uh, for waiting on my kingdom spouse. It is worth the wait because I'm in the will of the Lord. And so I pray that all y'all who... Listen to this podcast, uh, receive some information that you can take to heart and know that God got you. Do not settle. Do not settle because who God had for you is for you and he will come. I don't know how y'all going to meet up. I don't know. But if God told you, if you have that, if, if, if it's God's will for you to be married, you will be married. So wait on God's time and all of our journeys are not the same. So don't look at somebody that's 20 or 30-ish or whatever, and say, oh, man, they got married before me. Well, that was their journey. That was their path. You have to live the best path for you that God have ordained for you to live so you can be blessed. And so I encourage you again to wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Well, everyone have a blessed night. If you need to get in contact with me, y'all, you can reach me on Facebook at Takiya Wiley, T-I-K-I-A, last name W-I-L-E-Y. My Instagram page, Holy Lady T, Holy Lady T, H O L Y L A D Y T. Uh, and I also have a I Am Worth It Facebook pri- private page that you can feel free to join if you want more information. And it's I am, again, I Am Worth It, I Am Worth It. And it has the same um, logo on it. All right. Well, if y'all have any questions, would like to contact me, please message me. Send me a voice message or whatever. I would love to hear from you. Well, again, y'all have a blessed night. This is Holy Lady T. Check it out. Peace out.